ברוכים. ברוכים הבאים, בשם השם ברוך ברוכים, בשם השם ברוך the children that we were blessed with in the month of Cheshvan shall have a Yichasem Vishanim Hei Cheshvan, Vav Cheshvan, Yud Cheshvan shall have Langi Gezunt of Freilach Yarn shall bring us a lot of Nachas shall be a have Nachas from their children Gezunt Eid Out of Chedish still takes into effect to an extent, and therefore, in Chabad, it was instituted as Prasichas from the Rebbe that the white mantlach and Perechas and everything else was taken down only after Pashas Nayach, not by uh, not after Sukhustera. Not after Bereshis. So if you walk into the Shulman on 770, you'll find that the Bereshis is still white. Everything is still in Tishrei mode. And those guests that uh, were overzealous of overzealous stayed until Pasha's Noyach. Or at least in this week, so they don't leave. They have after Shabbos Bereshis, but it's the week of Noyach they're leaving. Obligations we have to ourselves, obligations we have to society, obligations we have to our friends, to our neighbors, to our family. How does one gauge their obligations? How does one field their obligations? When the Friedrich Rebbe was supposed to take a train somewhere, <coughs> literally minutes before departure to the train, They came in to see what the Fidel was doing. The Fidel was sitting and learning. Sitting and learning. Exactly, Rebbe. Gotta catch a train. So Rebbe said he knew exactly what time he had to leave to go to the train. So he had these minutes now. And by utilizing these minutes for learning Taylor. what's well, supposed to be happening. This, Fidgeber referred to as Hatzlocha Mitzman, success with time, time management. 
Big thing. Big thing. We have time management sometimes by an event, by a wedding, by a mitzvah. Things that have to go on schedule. Things have to happen at a certain time. And when they happen at a certain time, everything goes smooth. Everything moves on. Everything moves forward. Hashem blesses everything. Sometimes, unfortunately, we are lackadaisical. And we either let things slide, as we say, we don't apply ourselves properly to it. Just as in time, so is with everything else. Relationships, friendships, connections. One needs to apply themselves in a way that they utilize every moment and every ounce of strength, let's call it, or charisma, or action, for the right way. And then we fulfill our potential each time. One of the most important behavioral reactions of a person or actions are known as recognition of good you recognize when somebody does something good for you <coughs> a very same person could do something not so good for you first of all we need to always choose the we have to choose the good we have to see that the good should override The main thing is that we need to apply ourselves in a way that we understand, that we see, that we connect, that we adjust to our surroundings and that we understand everything's from heaven except fearing God itself. That one has to develop on their own. And that we need to apply ourselves. We need to forge ahead. We need to keep our connections proper. We need to make sure that we don't burn bridges. That we utilize, not sometimes utilize is used in a different in a different form. We don't abuse our powers as we call them. We don't take advantage. Taking advantage is not a proper thing. But we do understand when a person does, and a person gives, and a person is kind, and a person is good, we need to reciprocate. We don't necessarily need to reciprocate to give back good and to do good to the person as well. Because a lot of people do it, and they say, I just do it because I want to do it unconditionally. Which is fine. 
And you don't need to look away to pay, repay it. You just need to recognize the good. <laughs> the man once lent somebody. A poor man came to a rich man. He asked him for a loan. He gave him a loan. And he also gave him a, a little bag. And he opened the little bag and he looks inside his little pebbles. He says, what are the pebbles for? So listen, you're not the first person who will be the last. That borrows money and doesn't pay it back. And when you don't pay it back, people have very strange reactions. Some say, eh, he needs my money. He doesn't have enough money of his own. My money he has to take. I have to give him back my money. I needed this money to live. I needed this money for bread. I needed this money to pay rent. I needed this money to make a wedding, to make a bar mitzvah. He needs my money back. He's more, more money than God. And then you get angry at me. You get angry at me. Because you see, on the paper that you have, the due date is coming. The date you're supposed to be paying back the loan that you took. You get angry. You get upset. Because you get, you're anxious. It's your anxiety. It's not really you per se that's angry at me for lending you the money. But it's the weird human reaction that a person has. And they tend to express themselves in an, off, in an awkward way. So the rich man says to the poor man, so when the time will come for you to pay me back, you're going to be so angry at me already that I'm thinking of asking for the money back. You're going to want to throw something at me. So I'm giving you little pebbles that shouldn't hurt me too much. This is the nature of the beast. To be able to achieve the, stat, the level to be able to ascertain the level, to be able to achieve the status of a person that's makirtev, that understands and recognizes the good that a person does for them, it's a bamadrega. It's a level. So, manushach, you, good doer, have a choice. You have a choice. Either just keep doing unconditional and never expect anything in return, completely never expect it, and therefore never be disappointed. Or, keep getting yourself disappointed, keep letting yourself down, keep doing, and keep getting, quote-unquote, burnt. You did for this one, you did for that one, you were nice to this one, you were kind to that one, you did favors, you did this, you did that, and the person you feel stabbed you in the back. Took you, took, you, took you for granted, took advantage. So you'll always walk around with a frown. You'll never be able to smile. Zakhtan Stata, the recipient has to be on the level of Hakada Sateh, recognizing the good that was done for them. And giver has to understand that they have to do. This is theirs. 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave them, put them in the position to give, to be the giver, they need to keep giving. And whatever the recipient's reaction is, you roll with the punches. Do you need to keep giving? Not necessarily. You can keep giving, but it doesn't have to be the same person. If the, if the person wants to burn a bridge, so be it. Move on, my friend. I tried. I meant it. Full-heartedly. Didn't work, it didn't work. Different strokes for different folks. Noyach is tzaddik. He was a tzaddik. Not only was he tzaddik, he was a tomim. Tomim hoya b'dereisov, the Pasuk tells us. He was a full tomim, he was full-fledged. But the Taylor uses a word in a very interesting form, b'dereisov, in his generation. If you keep in score at home, you might have in the bottom of Amr Aleph, says, in his generation he was a tzaddik, but in others he would not have been. The Zer HaKadosh enumerates three generations of, of, of tzaddikim. Avram, Moshe, and David. Neach is not even counted. What's the reason that we compare Neach, Tafka, these three generations, and not the generations of different Sadiqim? These three tzaddikim, Avram, Moshe, and David, each one started a new shlav, a new era in the building of the world. Avram was the first Jew. He opened the shlav, showing the world, Am Yisrael, and began to fulfill his mission, his tafkid. Mesha brought Terah to the world. From there on, we're given the Kayach to sanctify and to purify the world through Terah. David, in turn, <coughs> brought about Malchus, kingship which its main point <coughs> is to coronate HaKadosh Baruch Hu as king of the world. The ruler, the creator, the one who made us, as Avram Vinu would ask people to bench, 
to the one who gave us the food, to the one who created it. Meshir Rabbeinu gave to understand that Teda is true, the Teda is pure, and everything in the Teda connects us to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Davar Melech introduced us to what's called royalty. And to the concept of royalty, making HaKadosh Baruch Hu, understanding that we have to coronate HaKadosh Baruch Hu as our king. King over the world. Neach wasn't a slouch. Neach, before the marble actually was a tzaddik in pelts, and wasn't going out and telling the people you're doing the wrong thing and therefore you have to repent because they were going to destroy the world. He took, shall we say, his merry old time, or according to some opinions that he even had his son shame with him, to build his teva, so that people keep coming by and asking what's going on, and he keeps telling them that this is what's going to happen, the world is coming to an end, there's going to be a flood. After the tshuva, wasn't always, obviously was not that successful with this, unfortunately. The flood came, and washed away the world. It was a cleansing of the world. It was not a genocide. As we know, the cleansings of the different radical races that want to cleanse the world of an element. But rather... It was like when a person goes to the mikveh and immerses in the 40 saw and the 40 measurements of water and they become purified. They become purified. So when Nayak comes out of the teva, he sees a new world. So now, he himself started the new behavior of the new Nayach. So although the, the service that Neach dedicated and worked on was a starter's position, a starter's accomplishments, don't talk about starters, oh my gosh, they talk about sourdough breads, oh It wasn't counted for anything. Nothing, at least in comparison to the work of Avram Avinu, of Moshe and David, 
And therefore, the acronym for Adam, person, is David Meisha. They are considered Adam and Avram. Through them, the world now became a shlemus, now came into completion, into fruition of what the world had to be for the person. Through Avram, David, and Mesha. Therefore, they formed the Adam. Neh's righteousness mainly was in comparison to the generation that he was living in. That was totally, totally off the charts, as we say. It was next level troublemakers. They simply physically were destroying and self-destruction between people And Neach, in, therefore, in that realm, was a tzaddik. He was a tomim. However, the fulfillment of between Adam Lachavere, how between a person and a friend, it's not enough to bring the world to the ultimate of godliness. This is just holding back the person from refraining them from doing something wrong. Whereas the... Whereas therefore... This Aveda was counted as nothing. He was being a good boy, but he wasn't doing anything to tell anybody else. Whereas Avram, Mesh, and David, with their fulfillment, was not only Ben Adam but mainly with it connecting the world with holiness and with Kedusha, with godliness. Avram spread through the world the Amuna in a Kale Echad. The belief, he gave the world the concept, the belief of one God and one only. Whereas in those days they were worshipping anything that didn't move. And sometimes things that did move. Mesha in turn, as we know, received the Torah. And that literally was the Kedushan, the marriage of Tin. Klal Yisrael and Eivishter, and therefore sanctified the whole world that now had Teda in it. Davar Melech put together, paved the way for the ultimate Beis Hamikdash in which the Shekhinah was able to rest. So the difference, therefore, between Neach, 
Avram Meshen David has another little insight. Neach basically worked from Yira. He feared his fear of God. And therefore his warning to his generation was the fear, putting the fear of the marvel that is about to come about. And the message goes on to tell us even, Nayak himself, Nayak mechusar he lacked a little bit of a munah. He didn't even go into the table when it started to rain. It had to really become something substantial. Started was looking at something substantial before he ran into the table. He had his, <laughs> shall we call them shortcomings? The work at the service of Avram, of Mesha and David, this is from a deeper understanding in the, God, in the greatness of God. And this recognition, therefore, was something they were able to influence the entire world. And therefore, Dafka, their Aveda, are the foundations, the fundamental foundations of the true repairing of the world and bringing it into its fruition, into its tachlis of how it has to exist. This all comes to place through Melech, the king of Beis David which is, as we know, Mashiach Tzadkenu. He will complete and fix the world entirely. Laveres Hashem biyachad. The see to it that the entire world serves God united. Even <coughs> the other nations will say, let us go up and serve on the Mount of God. And as it completes, and they'll go on their ways, in the ways of God, following the way the Jews will act and behave. These are all talking about Umar Sayyidim, the goyim that are compassionate and that are kind. We are now once again looking down the barrel of the shotgun. And whereas, let us say from 1950, 1948, 47, 46 maybe 
we thought we would be able to settle again as a Jewish nation. Here we are in 2023, listening to the most vehement, vile, <coughs> anti-Semitic statements. Anti-Semitic, watching the most anti-Semitic acts. Experiencing hatred on the streets from our neighbors, from our friend, from what we thought were friends. From professors in colleges to politicians to people who just want to get themselves on the map. What kind of world are we living in? Practically speaking. If a massacre that happened a short two weeks ago which was just that a massacre they found on these can't even label these, these, these perpetrators. They found lists, maps of all the houses and each name of the people in the house men, women, children how many of each whether they had a dog or not This was thought through in such a deep, deep way. And the question, the battle cry becomes, how did we not see this coming? How were we not prepared for this? And not only it comes, it stays. That question will always be. Because the story I heard from Rabbi Hella this week of the Divre Chaim sons passed away he left two sons unfortunately one of the sons was in the concentration camp one night the Divrechaim appeared to him in a dream and told him my dear son I can show you how to escape I can get you out of here before I do so I want to just tell you the flip side the people that are being slaughtered in these camps are dying al Kiddush Hashem they are sanctifying God's name because they are dying because they are Jews no other reason they are Jews and therefore they are God's nation and therefore the people will turn around and say hey, where is God, where was God, where is God now 
how does God allow such an atrocity to, to occur? Debrahim told his son, these people that died al Kiddush Hashem on sanctifying God's name are now in Ganadin, are up in Ganadin in the heaven, in a place where if you'll sit in this world for hundreds of years and toil only in God's service, when you come after your time, you'll come to Maila and you'll be put in Ganadin, which you'll have a beautiful Ganadin, a fantastic place, great person, a position in Ganadin. But from your place, you won't even be able to see these people that died at Kiddush Hashem. That's how high they are, they are accepted and put in the world to come. Hearing that, obviously, his son did not take his escape route. Shem Yiddish Dabav. And so, too, all these men, women, children that were killed now are Kiddush Hashem. And they were literally Kiddush Hashem because they sanctified God's name, in that the only reason they were killed was because they are Jews. Shem Yiddish Damam, Tenishmosim Trebetzerachayim. But their Nishamas are now in a place that we will never ever imagine or be able to see. And again, you turn around and what is that worth? We have to do a physical world. What that? We don't know. We don't have all the answers to everything. Let us better focus on what we have. We are the ones that are living now. We have the obligation to protect our brethren, not only that's all throughout the world, we have to protect ourselves also because nobody is immune to anything anymore. And that's simply by acting like a Torah Jew, living the life of a Torah Jew. Men putting on film daily, giving a little bit of tzedakah. Women lighting Shabbos candles and the mitzvahs that they have. I seem to it, of course, also they give tzedakah before they light candles. They can get tzedakah during the week. Expressing true avas Yisrael to a fellow Jew. Unconditional love to one another. Not hurting, not upsetting, not insulting people. Living in harmony and peace. The brothers sitting together in a brotherhood. How great is that? How beautiful. And therefore, 
our mission today, as we live wherever we are living in the free world, in the free country, or if we're in Israel, is to give ourselves over to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, give ourselves over to a Tehillim, to a Sefer, to a Chumash, to a Tanya, to a Gemara, to something I said, to sit and learn. Yeshiva Bacharim have the obligation of sitting and learning all day long. And the Balaisik has to have, the working person has to have his Kviyasitim Lateira on a daily basis as well. the pouring rain that the marble that the flood caused were known as Mayim Zidainim it's called water of punishment that HaKadosh Baruch Hu showered down on the world literally speaking in two types there was water known as Tahim Raba. And then there was water that came from Arubay Sashamayim. When we refer to this Mabal, to this flood, we refer to also Matar Hatirdes. We're flooded with our daily troubles, trials, tribulations. Every person has their personal marble. Something that's disrupting their peace, their karma. holding them back, excuse me, from doing their shlichas in this world. And in that too we have these two elements, the Tahim Rabbah, the many, many different things that we have to come up with, that we have to do, we have to physically do, the problems of Parnasa, the hardships on a daily basis, There are different things that people are given. Some are given Rechman al-Tzlan, different tests of people being ill Rechman al-Tzlan, people not being well in the family, or themselves not being well, or having to put up with, and having to do with, and having to deal with, and having to live with, to be subjected to. Then you have those that have the financial strains of the world. Who doesn't? One can never make enough money to be able to be comfortable. Although some say they're comfortable, some would like to go and use money to go on vacations, etc.
And then Baruch Hashem, you have the Baal Mishpacha, the person with a family of children, grandchildren, and then Baruch Hashem constantly making something, a wedding, a mitzvah, something else, some other happy occasion, a bris, a bas mitzvah, and therefore need to always come up with money for something. This is the daily grind. The second type, the Arubas HaShemaim. This is already heavenly stuff. Bigger stuff, the bigger picture. Person that's working in, in, in uh, community affairs, etc. Takes up a lot of their time. It consumes a lot of their world. It consumes their time for Kima, Tere, Mitzvah. Learning Tere and doing Mitzvah. So the truth is, on these physical trials and tribulations and hardships, one can overcome. Although the person knows that these are things that are Trivial to his real tough kid. But when it comes to Askanas Siburius, community things, it's a different thing. So, where does one differentiate? Where does one draw the line? Between the Tirdes Achayuvis. And the tears that are coming to the way of Mayim's Dinim. See, the actual things that are, are affecting our service to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Truth is, is an easy way. These actual involvements, as we would call them, They're just as important as everything else. However, it affects our connection of the person to God. It affects their learning of Teda, the time they sit in Teda, the time they study Teda, according to the way it's in Shulchan Aruch, the way the Book of the Law tells us. And therefore, they have the Mayim's Zedenim, these waters that get into Akishkis. How do we actually save ourselves from this? This is the same way HaKadosh Baruch Hu saves Anayach from the Mabel. Boy El HaTeva. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Nayach, come into the Teva. 
the Baal Shem HaKadosh says that the word Hateva also means words <coughs> it doesn't only mean Ark it means words Boy El Hateva come into the letter to the word enter <coughs> yourself totally <coughs> to the words of Teda words of Tefillah Surround yourself with these words, with these letters of holiness, of Teda and Tefillah. And this will be your Teva, your Ark, saving you from, the, from your spiritual marble. When a Jew opens their eyes in the morning, and they turn and they say, Mayda'ani lefonecha melechai v'kayim. I am praising, I am confessing before you. And they wash Negolats and they say Birgas Shachar. And they Davin Shachris. You need to come into the words that you are saying. To understand them, to understand their mashmuas, to understand what they're coming where they're coming from. And when they're learning Taylor, they should see to it also. The Taylor teaches them. The Teda becomes one with them. The Teda is their life lessons. The Teda is their guide. The Teda is everything to tell them how and where and where and how they have to live their lives. So when a Jew behaves that way, and he instills in his net in his soul recognition that Baruch Hu is the one that rules, rules the world and rules everything that has to happen in it, then they can understand the way to success, physically and spiritually. But when one Chassashon crosses the line, going against the will of HaKadosh Baruch HaKadosh and start to find different excuses. I couldn't dive with a minion. I couldn't dive at all. I couldn't get up. I couldn't this. I couldn't that. I had a stomach issue. I had a, but when I had to go to work, I had to run to work. At work, I couldn't. I couldn't miss out my work. So I left. I had to run already. I had to leave. I couldn't put on my film. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. When they find all these different excuses. It's a problem. But when they go into the words of Teda and Tefillah, and you concentrate on them, and you accept upon yourself the Kayach, you, you receive the Kayach, and the capacity to overcome all the Meyamabu, all the wor- flooding waters that are flooding a person, that are overtaking us, that are consuming us, by delving into the Teda and the Tefillah, the davening, we are totally, totally washing away everything that's opposing to our Aveda. But this commandment, Baya Teva, gives us a little bit of a twist to it. A person could think, perhaps, he has to lock himself up in his own Teva. 
Ani is nafshi hitzalti. I gotta save myself. Therefore, the words are not just go, but boy elateva. You come to the teva. God Baruch was telling Nayach, who should come into the teva? Not just you. Ato, uvincha, ishtecha, shevanecha. You, your sons, your wife, their wives, and you should worry. To make sure that you're not solo, you're not entering the teva on your own, but that you're bringing other people with you. You're offering them the opportunity as well. And this, therefore, is a perpetual life lesson for each and every one of us. Even if you're in an enlightened generation that understands and sees what's going on, as living a life, la vida loca, no, as living the life that Baruch Hashem is devoted and dedicated to the Ratzna Vakarish Baruch you still have that obligation to reach out and to bring your fellow Jew into this as well. That they too should recognize, similarly to yourself, and then we can achieve Neach Sadiq, the righteousness of Neach. Although Neach in his own right was known as the Tzadik in pelts. The Tzadik in the coat, that when it was cold outside, put a coat on and didn't put on the steam, didn't turn on the oven. Because had he turned on the steam in the oven, everybody would have become warm. But rather he just put on a coat, so he stayed warm. So now the world has been wiped out. As we said, new stage. Where it says, Vayisharach Neach, only Neach remained. You could say, Vayisharach Neach, Neach that remained. What is it? Ach only. Looks like it's an extra word, is Ach. We know, obviously, Neach is the only one remaining. The word ach always comes to exclude something. And therefore it implies that neach was lacking. When he came out of the teva, he was missing something. First, an ultimate explanation, Rashi tells us, that neach was alone. He was a loner. He was a person on his own, in his own life's. Now that everybody else had died, he was on his own. Then Rashi brings two explanations from the Medrash First, that Neach was not healthy anymore because of all that he was put through from the animals. He was quite literally, Rashi says, spitting blood. And secondly, since he 
was delaying once giving the lion food, he made him lame. Zdech was just not a healthy person anymore. From all the work that he did, and the wounds that he was afflicted in the time of the Teva. The second explanation that Neach was affected by the lion needs to give a little bit, needs to be clear, clarified. From all the animals, all the lions throughout the world that were before the Mabel, Hakadosh Baruch chose a lion and its companion to be saved from the Mabel. So in that case, how is it possible that this lion, because of the food being served late, struck out this way? And why did Nayak deserve it? He was doing everything but Amonis. He didn't oversleep that day. So Rashi adds a Pasuk, The tzaddik is a Mishnah always gets paid back. When a tzaddik does the slightest sin, slightest, he gets punished on this world for it. So that it shouldn't lack anything in his world to come. So therefore the fact that Neach was damaged, was hurt by this lion. It was his own good. He was forgiven now even for the sin of giving the food late. So Neach teaches us a tremendous lesson for each and every one of us in every generation. Just like Neach was a person saved by the Mabu, our generation as well has to be saved, has to save us from this marble, from this terrible flood that's coming about in these last generations. Just like Neach did his shlichus, <coughs> separate shlichus that he had from to feed all the creations on the Teva, We too need to spiritually see to it that we nurture all other Jews that we can. Neach was a tzaddik tomim. For the Teda testifies this about him. He also had a tremendous merit that he was the one that saved the world from its total destruction. He was the messenger that Akash Baruch chose to feed and support all the creations that remained alive that were in the Teva for this full year. And still in all, he paid the price. He ended up spitting blood. This is a message to all of us. Sometimes, we come across major hardships fulfilling our shlichas. Sometimes 
we need to face the lion. When our shlichus causes us to affect, be affected by our understanding itself or a different one or someone else's. In such situations, a person sometimes feels they're giving up. They can't anymore. They have to just stop serving God. Tells the tater that, no, we have the obligation, we have to learn from Neach, that he did not stop. He kept going his shlichas until he didn't split blood from it. A Jew could think that, he, I did my, I did my shlichas. Or that I can't do my shlichas. And therefore become depressed over it. This tells us that Teda, by fulfilling Yishtichas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a person sees to it that they are totally enveloped in Simcha Gedela. So much more so when a person takes to heart that Dafka he himself was meriting to be saved from the marble of the generation in a time of all the trials and tribulations that go on, and so many were not saved, they have to therefore bring about the tremendous simcha, the tremendous joy. In addition to that, they have to remember always they don't have any reshus. After the mezenus, after feeding others, the hardship of the shlichus has to be the shliach himself has to accept the Ava. But all these hardships for doing for others, to worry about others, to make sure everybody has what they need, nobody ever lacks anything that Gashmias, not Ruchmias. Thereby will be Zeicha to be taken the Shabbos and Tirushalayim and Akedish, and the purification of the Babel will purify our sins and our lives, and we will go. It's the base of English Ashlishi this very Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom to all.